Good day, everyone. It's a beautiful day in the Psyche community. Welcome to Psyche Podcast. You are here with your podcast hosts, Dr. Zamika Simmons-Yan, Dr. Jackie Canning, and Dr. Heathen Patadia, where we will spill the tea on hot topics in psychiatry. That's right. Here on Psyche Podcast, you will get the 10-minute lowdown on what's steaming in the world of psychiatry and mental health. We ask you to listen to the episodes, rate us and review us. Better yet, share the Psyche Podcast with your friends where we all can sip on the Psyche tea and maybe have a side of lemon. Well, I hope the Psyche community is filled with excitement because we have a lot of tea to spill. This week's hot topics surround something that impacts health and wellness beyond traditional medicine. Wait for it. Yes, we're going to take a quick dive into social determinants of health. We encourage you to look in the show notes because there are several links to resources available on psyq.org that provide the latest updates surrounding social determinants of health. But today, our managed market liaison, Heathen, will serve as our expert and provide us with some key points around this hot topic. Jackie, you want to start us off with questions? I sure do. Thanks. So, Heathen, I feel that some of our listeners may not be as familiar with this topic, if at all. Could you give us some background about exactly what are social determinants of health? Thanks, Jackie, and thanks, Amika. Yeah, so social determinants of health, I want to say that over the last five years or so, there's been an increased uh, efforts to understand social determinants of, of health. And, and really, they are the conditions in which people are born, where they live, how they learn, uh, the work that they do, uh, where they worship, um, the age that affects the, a wide range of health and functioning, and even the quality of life uh, outcomes and risks. Social determinants of health are really broken down into five domains. And so you look at economic stability. So that's like the employment, the income, housing stability. You look at education as another domain that looks at early childhood education, uh, enrollment in higher education, vocational training, language and literacy. You also have the domain of health and healthcare. This looks at healthcare coverage as well as access to healthcare providers in their communities. Uh, there's neighborhood and built environment. So, what is the access to nutritious foods in their community? Is it a safe neighborhood? Uh, what is the housing quality? Is there uh, equal distribution of transportation? And then the last is social and community context. So, that's the civic participation. What are the discrimination rates or incarceration rates in that particular community? And so when you look at this as a whole, all these five domains are, are really what drives uh, what is a social determinant of health. You know, Heathen, you really gave us a nice overview of the domains that make up these determinants. But I want to dig deeper and ask, why does social determinants of health really matter? Why are they so important across the board? Good, good question, Amika. So in largely in part to improving healthcare in the United States, we've traditionally looked at the healthcare system, uh, you know, as the key drivers to health and health outcomes. But there's increased recognition that 
increasing certain other factors actually helps health equity as well as improving health outcomes. And, and this is really where social determinants comes into play. When you look at things that cause premature death, their studies have shown that 80% of behaviors such as individual behaviors, uh, environmental and social uh, factors, as well as even genetics, actually impact health outcomes. And that the actual healthcare itself is not even a huge part of the outcomes for that particular patient. And if you take it even a step further, when we look at social determinants of health, and you look at the healthcare costs associated with just even you know looking at the United States, 90% of where we spend our dollars is only at 20% where we look at our health outcomes. So in other words, when you're looking at the United States and we're spending billions of dollars on healthcare, are we really spending the money smartly? Are we really investing in the right types of programs? And based off of our current model, it's it, it can be said that we're, we're not. So 90% of our dollars are being spent on healthcare services, and only a small percentage of that is being spent on healthy behaviors. And we know based on social determinants of health, healthy behaviors is really what's driving health outcomes. And so as we look towards the future, investing in, in these types of programs will be the way to go for, for a lot of health plans and a lot of payers across the United States. So Heathen, you've just inspired more questions than me than anything, honestly. So, you know, what are some examples of initiatives in social determinants of health and uh, what are payers looking at right now? Great question. So when you look at social determinants of health, there's a lot of data that can be collected based off of the population that you're managing. So if, it can, if it's a Medicaid population or a Medicare population or even a commercial population, all these different lives uh, they have their own social determinants of health. And so if you're looking at uh, an underserved population, you can look at things like education, or you can look at uh, what is their transportation uh, problems, or you can look at food insecurity. And this could determine how you develop a particular program. So there have been initiatives, I know in California, for example, with uh, certain health plans looking at you know, how do they address housing instability? So in, in a, a couple of years back, Kaiser had invested uh, $200 million in housing instability uh, to help help people you know, have, have stable housing because they know that this has a true outcome uh, for, for health care. And if you're looking at a commercial population, they have their own needs as well, as well as the elderly population with, with, with Medicare. So there's multiple different ways to look at social determinants of health and how it can be measured. And so what you could do is, if you're looking at housing instability, since I brought that topic up, you look at the homelessness of a particular area. You know, are there ways that government agencies or health plans can work together in addressing this? And then you look at that as a baseline, and then you 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 instill community outreach as well as funding in order to help these patients and help these members of the community get back on their feet, have access to certain healthcare, and they know it at a certain point. One of the factors is housing instability that will help improve their health outcomes because they know based off of the data, based off of the social determinants of health, this is one of the bigger issues for that particular community. So it's really a data-driven approach when you're looking at the particular population that you're looking at. And then you determine what social determinants of health is most impactful, and then you invest funding and you, and you build that community outreach in order to get uh, the proper health outcomes and the proper stability for that population. 
And one of the things I look at uh, when we're talking about social determinants of health and when we're talking about you know, ROI or when we're talking about uh, from, from the broader perspective, even just you know, how do you understand success? You know, there have been a lot of studies that looking at just even racial and ethnic disparities, uh, you know, by, by addressing the issues in this community, we could reduce healthcare costs by $230 billion in the United States. And that's not even including the indirect cost of the morbidity and mortality, which would be over a trillion dollars over the next four years. So by, by having a systematic approach to understanding, what, first of all, what population you're addressing and you're talking about and looking at, understanding what social determinants of health are impacting it. Is it transportation? Is it housing? Is it food insecurity? Is it education? Looking at these specific factors, developing key programs, partnering with health plans and government agencies, you really have the opportunity to impact the larger uh, health system in the United States. So that's just one example. There's plenty of examples. Uh, there have been numerous organizations that have partnered with rideshare companies, for example, that, you know, in certain underserved communities, they have a lot of trouble with transportation to physician's offices or, or pharmacies. They work with these patients in order to get them access to transportation. So if it's a, if it's a, uh, a rideshare to a doctor's appointment, um, that will help improve outcomes. And it's really not that patient's inability to go to the appointment uh, in terms of wanting to go. It's really their inability to either afford it, have access to that transportation, um, and, and really figuring out that missing, that missing piece, that gap in that community, really helps these organizations build the right programs to support their, their community. Heathen, I really like that you touched on that measurement piece and gave us an example. So are there validated scales out there? Because, you know, some of our researchers and health providers are going to want to know, are there particular scales for measuring some of these determinants? Yeah, you know, there are, I think the best scale is comparing populations to other populations, you know, so if we look at uh, the commercial population of patients, you know, this this th these these patients are employed typically at higher paying jobs. They are um, typically have higher education levels, and so you look at that as a as a measurement of quote unquote success. Um, or you can take a look at what's working in that population. Do they have higher levels of education? Are their access to food much higher? compared to an underserved population. And so then you can identify what is the gap in that population. So if you're looking at an underserved community, for example, you can kind of say to yourself, or, or the health plan can take a look at it, and, and the data really speaks for itself, what is, the, what is the gap for this population? So if it's transportation, you can say, there's only 20% of this population that has free access to transportation. Where we look at our commercial lives, it's got 90%. So then you know that's a key factor in understanding what the issue is in that particular population. And then you can build programs, you know, initiate funding and get the right community support in order to build programs that support it. So as a, as a, as a clinician, you know, you always think about what is the scale? And really the scale is what we have as our, our data points. And so when you look at and compare to other populations, it really gives you an idea of how we can lift up, you know, the people that are most affected by the social determinants of health, and, and, and then really build a program that, that, that is key for them. 
Thank you, Ethan. That was so helpful. And I appreciate all the information that you have been able to give us uh, on social determinants of health. You're welcome. You know, this is a, a very hot topic when we talk about it to our payer audience. They're always looking at social determinants of health. And, it, you know, it's, and it's very interesting that there are, you know, there hasn't been as much focus on social determinants of health. And it's really come out over the last, I would say, year or so with this pandemic. You know, this pandemic has showed a lot of inequalities in our healthcare system, as well as, um, you know, the access to healthcare. So, it's shined a, a bigger light, and, and I'm glad that everyone's talking about social determinants of health. And, and I hope the audience has taken a little bit away from from this this podcast on social determinants of health. I think there's a lot more, you know, we we can provide on the SiteView platform. And so we encourage you all to to check it out and and to to engage with our resources on the SiteView platform regarding social determinants of health. So there you have it. You've heard it for yourself right here on the PsychQ podcast, but you don't have to stop here. Definitely check out our show notes for the links to more resources on today's discussion on PsychQ.org. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more hot topics right here on our podcast, please rate and review us. And also please subscribe so you can always get the new episode whenever it drops. Check out our other social media platforms as well, like Twitter and YouTube. So until next time, thank you for listening, everyone, and have a great day.